Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. New CBS Monday. Federal agents! Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. The city new criminals to catch. On robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got it. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii Monday, 10 9 Central on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn. He is Glenn West. And no, we're not talking about coaching news today. We actually decided to talk about on the field. LSU makes another addition. We appreciate you tuning in on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you might be watching or listening. Glenn, C.J. Daniels, we reported that he was going to be visiting late last week. He visited on Friday. He liked it so much. He stayed on Saturday and canceled on Saturday night to go to Miami and announced his his commitment officially on Sunday. Glenn, LSU just got one, I think, one of the more underrated guys in the portal. Uh, there's been a lot of question marks, but you look at the size, you look at the stature, you look at the output that he's put at Liberty, although the schedule was really impressive for Liberty this year. This is a guy who has all the makings, it feels like, of a number one receiver. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, at six, six foot two, 200 pounds, uh, a guy that – Really had a, a strong, strong 2023 season. He's a four-year starter with experience at Liberty. Uh, people want to obviously say, "Oh, it's just Liberty," but uh, this is this is a guy that I think will really be able to come in and help you. He had some big games, uh, even in the Fiesta Bowl blowout that Liberty had against Oregon. He had eight receptions for 79 yards. Uh, but the really the I wrote this this morning and kind of our breakdown of what he'll bring to LSU. One of the things that really stood out to me. Uh, in evaluating him and looking at kind of what he did on the field this last year, he was number 11 in the country in terms of yards after the catch or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, yards per reception. Uh, LSU obviously is losing Brian Thomas. They're losing Malik neighbors this year. Those were big time playmakers, big, big play threats, guys that had 20, 25, 40, 50 yard plays on practically every game. So they need somebody to come in that can help kind of fill that role, fill those, uh, spots that you, you really were looking for in terms of just guys that can make you uh, an explosive offense down the field. And I think this is going to really help Garrett Nussmeyer in that respect. You, you got Kyron Lacey coming back. You've got Savion Thomas, who's an interesting big play threat as well. But behind those kind of guys, you, you don't really have a lot of returning experience. I mean, Chris Hilton uh, is, is a guy that, that kind of saw some uh, action a little bit later in the season. Uh, you're hoping that Aaron Anderson and Shelton Sampson, maybe Land and Ibietta, 
couple of these young guys that saw it for a year uh, can can get involved a little bit more uh, going forward. And that that that's kind of where I think I'm at with a, a lot of these guys is that you, you, it's going to be a really big spring uh, for 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 a lot of the returner returning receivers. So. What you get in a guy like Daniels here is someone who's proven it at this level. Uh, he hasn't obviously faced a, an SEC schedule or SEC defensive backs or anything like that, but somebody that I think you're going to be able to really bring in here, get acclimated pretty quickly to the system and to what LSU wants to do, throwing the ball, uh, and, and and see kind of where the chips fall from there. But I think absolutely this is a guy that can be a, a huge, huge contributor for the passing offense next year. Uh, it's very interesting that LSU is really attacking the receiver room. This was not a room that I figured would be uh, a huge, huge uh, in terms of pursuit at this late in the stage and in, in the off season. But yeah. LSU figures that they they want to bring in a lot of competition here at receiver because they because they're losing so much of their production from last year. They want to get a bunch of guys into the ring here, throw them out there in spring, and see which ones kind of stick and which ones really rise to the top. Uh, for, you know, going into the summer months there, so it, it makes sense on it you know, from from that perspective. But uh, I think I'm kind of also in the camp here of you know, when are we going to get some defensive backs, some defensive tackles? You know, there's 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 a lot of other needs on the team, uh, but I think certainly the way that they've been pursuing wide receiver tells you uh, they think there's going to be some serious competition there, and and there's a lot of jobs open here for for the taking coming uh, coming up here in the spring. Yeah, talking with some folks that were obviously involved in this decision. I mean, Daniels, look, the body of work that he put together at a lower level speaks for itself. I think this is the good of the transfer portal that fans and everyone likes to see. I got the balls out, maybe not highly recruited, but balls out where he needs to be, and then does the work necessary to get a chance to prove himself. And, you know, for Daniels, the feeling was essentially, hey, kind of accomplished everything I wanted to. You know, Liberty went undefeated, got to a New Year's Six Bowl. There's what, what else more could you really do there? And then from a stats perspective, uh, obviously a dynamic 2023 season. You outlined a lot of it. One thing that I, I don't know, and I was thinking about this as we were getting ready to record, you know, I, I know they have some, some good length, some good size in terms of the inexperienced guys, and those are talented guys in that room. But when you look at the additions they brought, Xavion Thomas around 5'11", 190 pounds, uh, you know, Kyron Lacey, uh, Chris Hilton, you know, Aaron Anderson, even Ibietta. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We're in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS. Monday, 9, 8 central. On CBS. And streaming on Paramount+. Plus. the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary as we speak rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on paramount plus head to paramount to try it free terms apply 
the big bodied receiver was kind of missing from this group. And so I think Glenn, maybe when you look at what CJ Daniels brings to the table here is a guy that, like you mentioned, that size, the ability to go up and get the football, compete down in the red zone. I mean, I went and watched a lot of his highlights yesterday. This is a guy who he was dynamic, uh, you know, in the red zone and in the red area. And that's a place where LSU wants to be really good at and give Nussmeyer another option. So I think, you know, from the surface level, yes, you know, I put the tweet out there that, that he was going to visit. More than half the mentions were people just saying, where are the DTs? Where are the defensive linemen? Where's all this stuff going? But when you kind of peel back the you know curtain a little bit and look at this, from what you had in the room and you highlighted it there, you have talent, not necessarily a ton of experience. And then the need for a framework guy. I mean, look, Brian Thomas kind of filled that role even two years ago and this year as a big-bodied guy, a guy that can go up and get the football, high point the football for you in that red zone area. Look, we saw what Garrett Nussmeyer did in that bowl game. Now that we kind of look at it from that perspective, does it make a little more sense of why they said, hey, we need a guy that can go up and get the football while we have all these other playmakers around him that can stretch the field, can run the underneath routes like a Malik Neighbors did this past year? Oh, sure. Uh, I think you kind of throw in uh, the, the fact here that they also bringing in a guy, like you said, that can not only go up and get the ball. Uh, this, this is a guy who can also make big plays in the open field, too. Like he can make yeah. guys miss. He can he's very fast for his for his size. And uh, I will say, I think I think Kyron Lacey's around one six, two. So maybe he's a little bit of a bigger mm-hmm. bodied receiver, but he's not one that's going to go up and challenge in the one-on-one balls maybe like a brian thomas did last year or maybe like a cj daniels could maybe do for you this year he's very much more of a vertical guy somebody that you get out in space and can make some things happen i think you're hoping that shelton sampson can take that next step as a player too um, and this is going to be a huge huge spring for him for aaron anderson for uh, a couple of different guys on this on this in this receiver room because they're they're bringing in numbers. They've got a lot of numbers now in this in this wide receiver room. You mentioned Kylan Billiot. Uh, Kyle Parker, I think, is somebody that uh, I know a, a couple of LSU staffers are really excited about, see what he kind of looks like in his second year uh, in the program. So uh, there's there's a lot of you know, momentum here for this room. I think Garrett Nussmeyer is going to have no shortage of weapons that he gets to work with this offseason. Uh, this is going to be a really uh, important uh, offseason though for a lot of these guys and they, they're bringing in Daniels they're bringing in Xavion Thomas for a reason and I think it's because they think that there's they can contribute and help this team win immediately uh, and 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 now I think kind of the focus here is and we'll get into it a little bit more uh, I think the focus though is going to have to be on what you do on the defensive side of the ball but also what the future of this wide receiver room looks like because you're, you're bringing in a couple veterans you're you're Always when you bring in veterans and when you bring in competition and guys you think that can help you in the immediate in the immediate, you know, next and how LSU is able to navigate that through the spring uh, is going to be really, really telling once that second transfer portal window opens up. Yeah, I mean, you talk about competition. There's not going to be a lack of it when we get to head out to spring practice here in a couple months of just guys that can make plays. And and guys, too, that you talk about, I mean, a lot of the freshmen from last year that are going to be entering that second year, look, this is the proving ground, and I feel like 
your second spring, if you were an early enrollee or your first true spring practice is really where you kind of feel, especially in today's day of college football, is this the place for me? You know, if, if I don't feel like I'm going to have a spot, maybe you do enter that portal window of a team that's looking for a high you know, profile receiver. And LSU has a lot of those guys on the roster as well. You mentioned the commits they have. Billy Ott was received rave reviews at the All-American Bowl, just his raw athleticism and a guy that we saw really, Glenn, rise up the ranks, not only in the state of Louisiana, but as each 24-7 did their updated rankings, Billy Ott was a guy that just continued to rise. A lot of other fun names uh, to mention, but, man, we kind of talk about this one. What's the deal with LSU and five-star wideout Ryan Williams? Now, if you're – you know, been living under a rock and you haven't taken advantage of that great deal we have on over at Go 24-7. Today is the final day, January 15th, by the way, that you can take advantage of it, 60% off that annual VIP membership. Ryan Williams, the five-star reclassified receiver, was a 2025 guy, reclassified to 2024 back in December, was originally committed to Alabama, has backed off of that pledge now, Auburn seemed to be the heavy threat, but obviously coming out today, and we listed in a piece this morning, where Williams was rumored to be wanting to take a visit to LSU, that seems to be set to happen this week, January 17th. He's also got a couple more lined up with Auburn receiving the final one before National Signing Day. Uh, Look, the Saraland High School native, the Mobile, Alabama native, is not too far from Baton Rouge. Uh, Glenn, from my personal, and I'll just kind of give this and then throw it over to you, I've seen this kid play at the high school level. I've seen him in camps. Folks talk about this kid. This is one of the more naturally gifted receivers they feel like we've seen over the past couple of cycles. It makes sense why LSU is involved here. The question for me is, is this a kid taking, you know, doing his due diligence, uh, you know, going and visiting and listening to what everyone has to offer? Or is this more of a situation where LSU – once they get him on campus, which they've had good success with, they really get to get that pitch in with a Joe Sloan and a Cortez Hankton about, hey, here, this is how we can take you from five-star to day one draft pick, which they really have a nice track record of. I think that part of it speaks for itself. It, you go back and you look at the recent history of LSU receivers and them pumping talent into the NFL. I mean, you go back just four or five years ago and it's Jamar Chase it's Justin Jefferson it's Terrace Marshall it's Kayshawn Booty last year it's going to be Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas this year I don't know if there are two programs maybe in the country I mean you could maybe look at Ohio State maybe look at maybe one other in the country I'm I'm even blanking on another team that could maybe rival what LSU's done uh, from a receiver perspective over the last half decade or so um, but there's a long history here of LSU being able to to get those those big talented receivers uh, into the next level. And for a five star like Ron Williams, a guy who is so highly touted and publicized uh, over the last several months, that's the end game for somebody like him. And um, mm-hmm. you look at what LSU just did with their offense in 2023. Uh, I know NIL. I know all this is. Uh, But if we're just looking at a purely on-field perspective, LSU has made it known that they're going to lean into their passing game, they're going to lean into their offense, and they're going to try to win that way and and score a lot of points and and look good doing it too. I mean, it's not just scoring a lot of empty points. They they look really, really good this last year when they were 
when they were clicking. And I think there's reason to believe that can continue, especially when you look at what's co- also coming in with guys like Bryce Underwood and, and Harlan mm-hmm. Berry and DeCorian Moore, who are all committed at this time uh, to the future of the program. A, a five-star like Ryan Williams looks at this and says, hey, I, I could potentially have a, a, a guy in Garrett Nussmeyer who's been in the system for three or four years and then maybe turn that over to another guy and Ricky Collins or Colin Hurley who have been in the system for a couple of years. And then you got the big five-star Bryce Underwood coming in a couple of years as well. Like that, that sets me up for a, a long time of having really, really standout quarterback play. So I think that'll be a part of the pitch to, to Williams when he comes in is just looking at what, LSU's done not only from a receiver perspective, but also what they have coming in uh, at this time to the program and what what the offense for LSU has meant to the success of this team over the last couple of years uh, can't be understated as well. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to believe on the field while why adding somebody like this would make a lot of sense and why he would be interested in LSU. Uh, but mm-hmm. you, you've also you've got to compete with a lot of other programs here. I mean, Alabama's not going to go away. Auburn certainly is a, a team that's really in the mix there for for his services as well. Um, I think he's making a couple other visits even after LSU. So it better be a really, really good impression because he, I think LSU first on the list for him in terms of visits, and we all know uh, kind of towards the – the last team that usually gets a guy like this on campus and is able to make that pitch is usually uh, considered to be among the front runners for him. And so mm-hmm. if LSU can get him in here early, uh, make that pitch to him, uh, show him that there's a path to playing early and a path to having a lot of success uh, as early as this, uh, as early as this season, because he's a 2024 guy, uh, then power, more power to him and more power to LSU if they're able to pull this off, because that would be a, a huge, huge coup for LSU to get somebody of this caliber, this talented into the program here at this latest stage in the 2024 cycle. Yeah, and it would speak volumes, I think, more of, Glenn, not where the concerns are with the wide receiver room, but more of, I mean, this is a guy who was the top receiver in the 2025 class and then reclassifies, and he's still like top three or four. I mean, this so this is more of like you pick up the phone, you make the call because this guy's just such a great talent. And it brings the question, let's just play the hypothetical game. Let's say that Ryan Williams, there's a genuine interest, which I think there should be in LSU. And let's just play the hypothetical game, say they bring him in. But whether they bring him in or not, the future of this wide receiver room at LSU, Glenn, I mean, look, there's a not lot of names, a lot of mouths to feed here. Uh, you know, wide receivers are typically guys uh, that, uh, you know, you have to have a little ego to play the position, both that and cornerback. They want to get the ball. Do you see when this spring portal window opens back up if, you know, maybe some decisions are set or maybe some roles are a little bit more clearly defined post-spring ball, could there be some attrition at this position uh, heading into kind of the summer months? Yeah, I haven't done a full breakdown of kind of the numbers right now. Uh, I think let's you got three freshmen, you've got two uh, sophomores, two second-year players in Shelton Sampson and Kyle Parker. You've got Landon Ibietta. You've got Aaron Anderson, Chris Hilton, uh, uh, Kyron Lacey, and then the two transfers. So yeah. you're you're up there with like eight or nine guys, I think, right now, just in terms of just pure numbers. And all of those guys, or practically all those guys, are four-star, five-star kind of caliber players that um, you know, all want the ball, all want to see playing time. Uh, it kind of reminds you a little bit of just kind of maybe not exactly, but like the running back situation last year, you had eight running yeah. backs back there 
and just not everybody was going to get on the field. Not everybody was going to get a chance. And you saw the mass exodus that just happened with the running back room this last year. I'm not saying that's going to happen in the spring. I, I think if you kind of go in and you help define roles for these guys, then it might, it might give them an opportunity or might give them kind of the vision of what it could look like if you put in the hard work this summer and you come back this fall uh, and, and really kind of take that next step as a player. Um, but same time, like there's always going to be blood in the water on these on these guys and in terms of like other programs wanting them to be a part of that, what they're building and uh, the transfer portal being such an easy path now to getting on the field elsewhere. It wouldn't be a bit surprising to me if LSU lost a guy or two after this, especially if you're able to add somebody like Ryan Williams into the mix or uh, you know, receiver X. I mean, even CJ Daniels here is, is going to throw in uh, you know, kind of a, a jumble in terms of what the the, the, the the rotation looks like early in the spring and who's going to be getting what reps and that kind of thing as well. So uh, it's, it's, it, you've got to, it's, it's, it's much about, you know, control and quality control damage control however you want to put it like in terms of just mm. keeping everybody happy and it's it's a situation where you, you might not be able to keep everybody happy but you've got a lot but i think that it's also the position you want to be in if you're lsu you want to have a plethora of talent you want to have guys that you know you're going to be able to count on next year um and we'll, we'll see kind of how the spring plays out i think this will become a lot more clear once we get into the second third fourth week of spring practice and who's kind of maybe asserting themselves more uh, in that rotation, who's taking the, the Malik Neighbors reps, the Brian Thomas reps, the the guys that are going to be highly targeted in this offense from Nuss. Uh, there's, there's a lot of interesting uh, possibilities here for LSU, and I think we won't get a clear picture until we get to see in the spring, but there are a lot of numbers here and a lot of guys that are going to want the ball uh, and, and want to see their see playing time on the field next year. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and like you mentioned as we wrap it up here, it's a spot that you want to be in. You don't want to be in that room if you're Cortez Hankton looking around saying, okay, we only got four or five guys that I really feel good about. No, you have, like you said, seven, eight, maybe even nine mouths to feed that might all be capable of getting on the field uh, when Labor Day weekend comes around out there in Las Vegas. That's a good problem to have and a good place to be as a program You know, with LSU. You want to be worried about attrition uh, because there's too much talent, not because of other reasons. Uh, and that's uh, that's where LSU sits as a program, especially here in the uh, the middle of January. But where man, they sit in the receiver room. That's where they sit in the receiver yes, room. Yes, they, yes, yes. There, there some other can... areas where I'm sure they would love to have that problem that they just certainly don't have it right now. So they, they're going to be working towards that, I know, here over the next several months and years. But uh, we'll we'll just we'll end it there. That's the, that's a good way to end it. Yeah, because uh, we talk about defensive line. That could be a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> and maybe it should be. But hey, you can catch us on YouTube. Go 24-7. Search it there. All things LSU all the time. You guys have been killing it watching uh, watching, and, and taking in the content we've been putting out since the turn of the year. We appreciate that as well. And then also, too, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We know a lot of you listen as well, so you don't have to see uh, Glenn and I's faces. And we understand that as well. Maybe we have faces for radio. And I, I got ugly backdrops, too. Like I get I, My friends were actually tuning into a couple of them uh last week and they were saying why don't you have anything on your walls back there it just looks so plain and ugly and i'm <laughs> I, I just don't have anything so maybe you guys can send me some some stuff that i can hang up there and make it a little there bit there we more go we'll start a gofundme for glenn's yeah. uh, podcast backdrop um that's what we'll do but hey thanks so much for tuning in 
And once again, like we said, if you're watching this or listening this today when we record it, it is Monday, January 15th. Today's the last day that you can take advantage of the 60% off annual VIP membership. It's going to be linked down below wherever you're watching or listening to this. We would love for you to join the community, uh, get the latest tidbits, recruiting news, transfer portal, and coaching changes uh, that we have going on because, man, this first two weeks of January have been absolutely crazy and a great time to be on the website. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you again here soon on the Go 24-7 podcast. If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.